your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a Wednesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom. In studio with me is Lacrosse County Democratic Party Chair William Garcia. How are you doing, William? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm good. It's always funny because we've been like hanging out for right, like half right. We've been so. talking for I, a while, but I, now we're live. I know how you're doing, but everybody else doesn't know. And it would be funny if you were like, "I am doing terrible." I'm still actually. basking in the glow of the Pro Se Which Win. <laughs> the Pro Se Which Win. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had a podcast about that released on Monday. If you want to check it out, it's called the. If you search for podcast, the Democratic Voice. Otherwise, go to wisdomnews.com slash podcast and all the uh, all the podcasts that we have are up there including this show and Democratic Voice and um, yeah, a bunch of other ones that names escape me at this moment. Uh, Mike Hayes' interviews, stuff like that. Uh, some of the things I want to talk about if I, I have too many tabs open, William, so yeah. here we go. Okay, so uh, Tammy Baldwin, big news. Yes! I don't know if it's big news because uh, we knew Tammy Baldwin was going to announce, right? Like we well, kinda... but we, we no longer have to wonder. Tammy Baldwin is absolutely running for re-election. Uh, very exciting news. Um, she is one of the very best senators that this country has to offer, and I am so excited to uh, work to get her a third term. Now, the, the, the question we might, and maybe we discuss this, and if anyone, anyone wants to text in or call in 608 608- Seven eight five seven nine one four. If they have a question for myself or William Garcia, uh, who's going to run against her in maybe the Democratic Party? I don't know if any. There's always like I one. I strongly person. doubt that anyone in the Democratic Party will run against Tammy Baldwin. And then who will run against her in the Republican? Party? I honestly have no idea. They have no one. <laughs> I mean, no they one. don't. Well, of I mean, I'm, you would I'm say serious. That. No, 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 no. I'm serious. From a from an objective viewpoint, there is really no one in the party. Uh, other than Ron Johnson. What about like Mike Gallagher? I heard that name. Mike Gallagher, maybe, but he doesn't have the statewide recognition that that Tammy Baldwin has. Like, there's just no one on the level of Tammy Baldwin in the Republican Party, okay. except for Ron Johnson, who's already there. So this is the thing. We were gonna, I don't want to argue about it yet. I just kind of want to give a, a rundown. Sure. So. Uh, Democratic National Convention coming to Chicago. Yes, Chicago. Uh, you know, it was heartbreaking. We worked so hard to get the the DNC convention in Milwaukee for 2020, and we got it for 2020. And I was so excited because I was going to go and I was going to work for the week. And uh, then, you know, COVID happens, and we, we had to do it, you know, um, over the TV. We, it was a completely yeah. virtual uh, convention. Uh, and so while I'm sad that Milwaukee lost out on that excitement, uh, I'm excited that it's going to be so close here in Chicago. And I think it's really indicative of the fact that Democrats know that they need to continue making inroads here in the Midwest. That um, working hard in, in Chicago, in uh, Wisconsin, in Michigan, it's what's going to lead them to victory. I kind of wonder if the rest of the country just rolls their, their eyes. Okay, both conventions are in like an right. hour away from each yep. other in Milwaukee yep. and Chicago. Come on. Uh, you know, it can't be that important, but uh, it, it is. It's just kind of the, the way the politics work. Wisconsin is like... Well, and of course, it's always funny because, I mean... Uh Milwaukee is not going to give the Republicans a you know wonderful reception. Uh, I mean, they're going to host it, but I mean, everyone that lives in Milwaukee, the people that live in Milwaukee around the convention center, are not Republicans yeah. at all. Uh, whereas in Chicago, Democratic city, Democratic town. We're going to have a great reception there. Uh, what's, uh, also, if you remember the news from a couple of weeks back, Governor Evers 
proposed, I don't know if you want to call it legislation or just like we, we need to change the bar time rules for Milwaukee, for the Republican National Convention, kind of like taking the thunder away from any other groups or right-leaning groups that would have wanted to put that news out there. Governor Eber is kind of on top right. of this. He's, yeah. beating, he's beating everyone to the punch, this, this quiet, old, white-haired guy. Yep. He's he's very good at that. He's very good at kind of um, uh, getting out in front of everyone else. Yeah, he's very like kind of subtle and, and, and good at it. Okay, so a couple of other things. Uh, sticking with Wisconsin a little bit, and I don't did I not write it down? I, maybe. Uh, well, anyway, so a couple of lawmakers in Wisconsin have proposed a bill to allow teachers essentially to have guns. Right, because Republicans desperately want to make schools less safe than they are now. Republicans are actively trying to make school even more dangerous than it is now. And that's what would happen with this bill. I think it's absolutely absurd that Republicans are yelling and screaming that teachers cannot be trusted to teach a certain book, uh, cannot be trusted to uh, say certain words, but heck, we could trust them with a, you know, we can trust them with a, a semi-automatic handgun, no problem. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. We're not doing the rants yet. What are you doing? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, yeah, so we'll talk I'm about ready that. To rant. It's not just as easy as like give teachers guns. There's there's a little bit more to it, and we'll get into that a little bit. Um, also, in, in just outside of our realm, but like a definite possibility. I feel like as the, uh, the last week, you t- you're happy with the Pro to Say, which absolutely probably a little disappointed with. Uh, Canadol, Dan Canadol, I believe, winning a U.S. Disappointed, but I, 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 I was sadly not surprised. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a big surprise. It's funny to see just the 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 gains in the Milwaukee area. Milwaukee Democratic outside outskirts of Milwaukee, Republican controlled. Yep. And but the gains there are, are slimming in, in a little bit. They're too. slimming, and of course, look at how weird that Senate district is gerrymandered. I mean, look how weird it's drawn. Yeah, those, like they had those. to work really hard to get that win. Right. Go back, right? right. Oh, okay. Anyway, so uh, a Republican senator wins on that side of the state, giving the Senate a supermajority, a veto-proof majority. So things that Evers would propose, they potentially could veto. The Assembly doesn't have that yet, but when it comes to expelling lawmakers, uh, impeaching lawmakers, I don't. Uh, how much did you read on this? In the- so I've I've read some, but I don't want to pretend to be a lawyer. Yeah. But from what I can tell, we don't have to deep dive on it. But okay. We will because I just I bring it up because. In in Tennessee, we watched that all happen. Yep. And what's there's I have thoughts on that. But we expelled two black uh, Congress people, yep. state state reps, yep, uh, in Tennessee because they participated in in you know, and they're already back. They're already back to work. And a week later, they're already they're already sworn in. But can that happen in Wisconsin? Would that happen in Wisconsin? So I want to talk about that a little bit. And then the last thing, if we get to it, um, as Minnesota passes free school meals. Uh, they did that weeks ago for mm-hmm. for kids in schools. Yep. Obviously, for kids, I don't know. Maybe parents, maybe uh, teachers can get free school meals. I don't know how that works. Um, North Dakota, there was a proposal to do that in North Dakota. I think Wisconsin Evers has proposed free school yep. school meals in Wisconsin for students. Um, in North Dakota, there was a proposal that got shut down. At the same time that got shut down, lawmakers in North Dakota re up their like lunch their own lunch their money. Their own lunch money. So the lawmakers can can let the state pay for their lunch, but you know, kids, no way. Yeah, free school free school meals for lawmakers. Just not school part, free meals. Um anyway, William Garcia is gonna hang out with the for the hour. He's the lacrosse uh, yeah, lacrosse county Democratic Party chair. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. William's daughter is about to head to a Taylor Swift concert. How yep. did that? How do you get tickets for that? 
apparently she lucked out in some kind of lottery thing. I, I'm not sure the full details, but she 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 entered a lottery and got high numbers and was able to get a ticket. Now, did you ask uh, at least the detail, like how much the ticket? Cost? She is an adult, and therefore I don't need to know exactly you know, how much know. she had to pay. <laughs> yes. Because this is interesting, because Ticketmaster has kind of uh, ruined the game when it comes to going to concerts. Um, and and because they, it's like a, if the thing is real popular, then the price, the, the supply and demand. So yes, yeah, does some weird stuff that I don't understand, but uh, is but what I do know is that the artist doesn't get any money from it. And that's what's really terrifying. Yeah, like, why are we not paying the artists that people are actually coming to see? Yeah, I, I feel I just sometimes I wonder why these like. These the artists, athletes as well. They make enough money at this point. No, nowhere in comparison to what the billionaire owners of these sure. teams, in terms of teams, make. But man, they could really just go. You know what? We're gonna start. We're gonna just get rid of you guys and start our own NBA right. or start or, or do our own concerts without the Ticketmaster. But could we go back to a day where we waited in line? Remember the. Like when I remember watching TV shows when I was a kid, they always yeah you had to get the lawn chair and go at at you know ten. I've done that many times. Have you? Okay. I I just don't want to. I'm glad I don't have to do it now because I'm old. Well, you don't have to do it, and you're probably a little bit glad your daughter doesn't sit in sit outside a concert. I don't know. It's character building. If nothing else. Okay, so you would you want her to go through that? I don't know if I want her to, but I it would it would not be the worst thing in the world. Like I had actually a good time in all those lines. Like just sitting around talking to people, listening just to the music, yeah. blah blah blah. So it was fun. All right, so we should get rid of Ticketmaster and go back to yep. camping out in lines overnight. Right, exactly. Um, you live in Texas, though. Yes, the the nights were a lot easier. That's very true. Because a December concert uh, for for Taylor Swift. Yeah, would, you would not want to camp out for that. No, <laughs> you definitely wouldn't. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Okay, so what do you what ones of these topics do you want to hit on first? Do, should we just do the news of the day, Tammy Baldwin? Yeah, let's start with Senator Baldwin announcing reelection, uh, uh, a reelection campaign, which is super exciting. Um, is is anybody more apt to run for run for reelection than Tammy Baldwin, based on just like her pre- pe- pedigree going forward? Where she stands on issues and just the, I don't know, like she's, it seems pretty impossible to beat her. Yes, I think that the Republicans are going to have a very hard time beating her. They're going to try. They're going to spend a lot of money at it. It's going to be close. I'm not going to pretend. I mean, we live in Wisconsin where, I mean, except for like the recent Brother Say Which win, like a 1% win is a landslide. Uh, But um, I I really don't think that the Republicans have anyone that can match her in terms of uh, their ability to campaign, their ability to connect with voters, their name recognition. Uh, I mean, the only person that I would think had even a small chance of going up against Baldwin is Scott Walker, who came out very quickly and said, I'm not running for Senate uh, because he doesn't want to lose another campaign. <laughs> no, it's because it's too boring. Oh, That's yes, of said. course. Sorry. The Senate I, is too I, boring. I misspoke. Um, Yes. So you, do you think so? You think like of all the Republicans that have lost to Democrats, right. <laughs> Scott Walker, because we can't we can't keep running out. If you're a Republican, you can't keep running out a candidate that's already lost right. to a Democrat right. or, or even lost to another. I Republican. would assume that, th- that what's going to happen is there are going to be several of the Republican House people are going to run in a primary to repl- to to be the the Republican nominee. Um, that's my assumption. Uh, but remember that they would actually have to uh, give up their seat to run. You in Wisconsin, you can't be on the ballot at the same time, so you can't run to be a congressperson and a senator at the same time. So if they wanted to run 
for Senate and, and you know, very possibly probably lose to Tammy Baldwin. They would have to give up their House seat to do that. All that means is Derek Van Orden won't run because his seat is too contested. Yep. We knew um, that he would. He, he's he, he's too new to the situation. Well, I'm anyway, just saying, yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. And then the one other contested U.S. House seat in Wisconsin on yep. the other side of the, the state that doesn't that escapes me. Who has the that. first? Yeah, the first congressional district. Because if like Brad said during the news, Tom Tiffany could could run. He's a U.S. Maybe, House but member. I mean, uh, because all it, of the all of the Wisconsin Republican House people are so extreme yeah. that they're not going to play in in kind of. Um, in the full state, but what just you're not. saying is, uh, oh no, a ho- Tom Tiffany would have to give up his House seat. Well, that right. that district's not going to lose to a, a Democrat. You know what I mean? Right. That, that House district. So there, again, gerrymandering playing a, a huge role in getting the best candidate. You know, in in these in these yep. uh, in these spots. So uh, playing it safe. But okay, so Rebecca Clayfish can't do it. Uh, she can't do it. I, she might try. Would it be better if Republicans ran a female against Tammy Baldwin or a male, or does it not matter? I don't think it matters much. Um, I think I think some uh, kind of really provincial, outdated thinking might be that a female candidate would be better, uh, except that it's 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 really the conservative side that cares about whether they're male or female, and so um, you're not really going to win votes by you know running a woman instead. Well, that's what I'm saying is, uh, but but it's a conservative issue then. So if conservatives think, you know what, we're, if we have a male running, we're going to get more people to come to the polls to vote for this person. Therefore, we should have a man run against Tammy Baldwin. Well, and I have a very hard time getting into the mind of a conservative, so I'm not 100% sure. But Because if we walk, if we look at the two last two elections off the top of my head, Rebecca Clayfish, right? right. She lost to... Uh, Michaels. Tim Michaels. And then um, Dan Kelly. Yep. Janet Doro. Yep. Or J- Jennifer Doro. Janet Doro. <laughs> Jennifer Doro, right? Yep. So Republicans did run to women. They both lost. But I gotta wonder in a statewide race, would it be smarter for Republicans to run a woman? Yeah. Well, and see again, I, I don't think it would actually benefit them at the polls one way or the other. Um, all right. So well we'll put that one to bed. Tammy Baldwin announces her reelection campaign. Um we've got a couple minutes here. The other thing I wanna well, let's talk about this in, in in Tennessee, the two lawmakers expelled yeah. for protesting with young kids yeah. after, you know, six people shot and killed at a Tennessee school. Three of those very young students, I believe, and uh, these two, these two, well, three. There three, were three assembly people. It should, it should, it should absolutely be noted that they attempted to remove three, uh, but they were only able to remove the two black men. But the three people, the three protests with students. Uh, you know, it, it, a peaceful protest that wasn't right. like it got out of hand, and they were expelled for it. And, and they were you, expelled for it. If Absolutely. You hear some of the other things that that people weren't expelled for. I think there was one about doing coke. Yeah, and sexual <laughs> misconduct and all sorts sexual, of horrible one, things. One was a lawmaker peed on another lawmaker's chair in yeah. the Capitol, like in the like. Yeah, and, and apparently that was fine, but you stand up, you stand up with kids to try and protect kids, and they're they're just going to kick you out. Or in Republicans' minds, stand but, against guns. But honestly, in in um, in Republicans have seen now that that was a 
blunder of, of monumental proportions. They did not anticipate the huge backlash that they were going to receive for kicking those people out. Well, it's so interesting because you, we would have never heard of these two guys, right? Right, and right. Was, we never would have heard of these two guys. Like, and I now I can't remember their names. It's not that important that I remember their names. I remember what they said after the fact, right? After they were expelled, the things that they said, they were very eloquent in the, what they were speaking. Both of them kind of sound like preachers or the right. or the uh, O.J. Simpson lawyer who comes on a, another podcast that I listen right. to once in a while. But very eloquent in how they spoke. Those two guys, are sh- they just shoot right up the ladder in terms of, of uh, views of, uh, around the country. Absolutely, around the world. They will not just be state representatives down, you know, years, maybe yep. maybe even the next election coming up. Uh, those guys are going to run for bigger office. And, and you know what? Good, good for them. And good I think, for them. I think, yep. based on based on only the things that I heard, I was like, wow, those guys really. Because we don't have this a lot in politics. I don't. I don't think we have a lot of Governor Evers. Not a very eloquent talker. For for whatever your your you know if you his views are great, uh, you know what he stands for, what he fights for. When you hear him talk, he's very subtle. He's he's he used to. All I think time. he's a fine speaker, but he he is he, he's not like a dynamic order. Yeah, I mean Pete, I think he's Pete pretty Bougie good. Is like the the best one of the like national people that are talking that you know national talking heads that uh, in in politics. He, he's like really good at you know putting down you know, coming up with facts and just eloquently speaking about the issue that's at hand. Don't right. you think? I mean, I don't know if there's a better one than Pete Buttigieg at this point. Pete Buttigieg is excellent at it. I think there's some others. I really like Elizabeth Warren. Uh, oh, yeah, when she starts great. going off on stuff, I think she is extraordinarily eloquent. Yeah. But um. But yes. Um. I mean, one of the huge jobs of being a popul- uh, a politician is being a good orator, and um. I mean, it's why we got Obama as president. Obama in in what was that? Twenty twelve gave us uh, yeah, just the audacity of hope speech at the the Democratic National Convention that year, and it catapulted him to the presidency. Uh, Purely on the kind of adrenaline of his of his speaking ability. Um, speaking of that, Tammy Baldwin also not very outspoken. I don't know if she's. I haven't talked to her enough to know how great, how eloquently she speaks. I don't know. I've seen I've seen her give some pretty amazing speeches in okay. some pretty big venues, and she really able to kind of motivate a large group of people. Yeah, she seems well. soft spoken to me though. But like when she needs to, she brings it. Oh, when she needs to, she brings it. Absolutely. All right, that's William Garcia. He's the La Crosse County Democratic Party chair. If you want to talk to him, shoot him a text, 608-785-7914. Give us a call. If you got questions for him, we'll take them. Uh, we got to take another break. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to La Crosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. William Garcia, the La Crosse County Democratic Party chair, is in studio with me. Hello, hello. When was the last election to elect the, the party chair of the Democratic Dis- November. Party? November? It's yearly. It's is annual. it every year? Yep. Did anyone run against you? No. No. Oh, unopposed. Not a great not a de- great democracy in, amongst the La Crosse County Democrats. No, it's a good... People were allowed to run... <laughs> Um, all right, so we, we ended last segment talking about the two Tennessee lawmakers, you know, getting expelled uh, for, for protesting violence, gun violence in the state with, yep. with children, with, with students, uh, with young people getting expelled. That- and if you saw the video, I mean, the, the Republicans were just terrified of these little kids. Yeah. They were just 
just treating uh, some people try to compare it to January 6th, except it was little kids uh, who were there legally and, and not carrying weapons. And they were just acting like it was the worst thing that's ever happened. Yeah, they weren't smearing poop on the right. walls at the Tennessee Right, Capitol. They weren't carrying guns around. They weren't, I mean, destroying things. Uh, and, and what this does is propel these two these two black representatives in Tennessee to you know what down the road those guys are going to be they're going to be in I, I higher office. So, but I mean, on the other hand, I think it also really shows the pettiness of the Republican Party. I mean, the it is one hundred percent an authoritarian tactic to say you have done something I disagree with. I will no longer allow you to be in office. That is straight out of a fascist handbook, and so. Every time the Republican Party has a chance to say, hey, we're a democratic institution, and I mean democratic lower D, like a a democracy, they choose to go the other way, and they go this horrifying authoritarian route, and every time they do it, more people realize just who the Republican Party is and, and what they're up to. Okay, so at the same around the same time that happened, Wisconsin had an election, and a, one state senator in on the other side of the uh, state, Milwaukee area, Dan Canato, he won, or he's a Republican, he won, giving the Senate a, a super majority, super majority, two thirds vote, uh, and and then then the talk began, and Dan Canato floated this a little bit, so it's not like this it wasn't. Right. It, it did not come out of any. Uh, it did not come out of nowhere. Right. He floated the idea that we should be impeaching judges that are weak on crime. That that was his because it's always weak on crime right. or something like that. Uh, so and 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 kind of right along the lines of of trying to get at Janet Protasewicz, the the woman who for the Democrats who won the U.S. Supreme Court seat, yep. but she was running at that time a Milwaukee judge. So he was trying to cut her, you know, down at the, yeah. the down at the at the knees or whatever. And and so that that impeachment thing is is getting floated now. I don't I don't know how much you deep dove on. It, it, so right away, people think, well, are they going to could could Republicans impeach Governor Walker from everything I can tell? And I, I again, I am not a, a lawyer here, so I don't want to pretend to be the, the end all be all. But from what I can tell, um, it could theoretically happen. I said Governor Walker. I meant Governor. Ingram. The the a major, it takes a majority of the assembly to impeach just a majority, just not a, a majority. majority so and half. then in the Senate, it takes two thirds to remove, which they do have, but they only have it by one vote, which means that every Republican Senator would have to say, yes, this is a good idea. We're going to impeach. Um, and I just do not think that they, the, that the more moderate senators are going to allow the destruction of the Republican brand like that. I just don't think it's going to happen. And if it did, it goes back to Evers to reappoint, to so they don't get anywhere. Yeah, the only thing I, I wasn't sure, and we we did try to impeach Evers, did we not? Didn't we float some, some letter around that gave Evers the ability to campaign during that time while we were trying to, while Republicans were trying to impeach him? Remember that? That's what allowed him to raise a whole bunch of money, like, in the middle of his term. Of the term. <laughs> that was years ago, though. But anyway, so what, if we if we impeach Governor Evers as a Senate and as an Assembly, well, then who who, who takes over? <laughs> yeah, I do not know. So I was kind of, because it's not like Evers can yeah. appoint somebody. Because right. he would be. Well, wait, no, we have a lieutenant governor. It should be the lieutenant okay. governor. So then we'd have to impeach her. Right. And then what would the, maybe Robin Voss or oh, yeah. the Senate? And again, I just don't think that, especially the more moderate Republicans, are going to think that that's a good idea in any way, shape, or form. Well, this is this is what I'm going to ask. So what happens in Tennessee is is like the testing run, and then sure. Republicans. It's it's, it's kind of good and bad for Wisconsin. It's it's 
bad because it's it, it's bad. It's good for Republicans, honestly, because they can see what happened in Tennessee and go, "Oh, that's not going to work yep, out for us." Yeah, exactly. But in a way, if you're a Democrat, it's kind of bad because you would almost kind of want the Republicans. No, to no, do no. That. I want a functioning democracy. That's what I want. <laughs> we don't I want a functioning democracy. Well, but but every every decision that Republicans make that move us back towards a functioning democracy, I'm going to be in favor of. So yes, I. I I would rather um, the the government work as it's supposed to instead of burning it so that I maybe get something else better later. <laughs> the bar is so low for right. for our standards yeah. that absolutely Williams all right if the Republicans don't just impeach people because they're you know on the other party, which right. is exactly what happened in Tennessee. Right, and if nothing else, they you know like partially they they expelled those two because right. they were also black. But I mean, I do think it's important that um, that. Every time we have to loudly stand up to things like what happened in Tennessee. If we just let Tennessee happen and the whole country just sat back and went, oh, that's fine, this would be a much different conversation. Yeah, I'm still curious to see if it happens in Wisconsin. I'm still I don't like think it something. Will. You don't think it will? So we wasted all this time talking about it. But it's still pretty interesting uh, because it happened in Tennessee. It's just very those, – those, it's so funny to see those guys just shoot right up the, the – like, the, the making national headlines going right. their 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 profiles are so huge now. Uh, that's another thing that 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 would do if Republicans of Wisconsin did that to anyone. Then those people, you know, if they expel Democrats or whatever, their profiles would would just be boosted uh, beyond you know any any measures. Um, we mentioned too that the Democratic National Convention is heading to Chicago yep. in August of 2024, a month after the Republican National Convention is in Milwaukee where Governor Evers is trying to change the bar time so Republicans can party all night. And I'm sure Chicago's probably already got pretty late bar times, different states, so I don't know what right. the bar time is. I'm and, not sure what the what Illinois rules are for that. And then in Chicago, I feel like it's probably its own little country in, t- in that regard. But what does what does that – now, you didn't get to go to the – you said the 2021 No, the was, 2020 that was supposed to be in Milwaukee, the DNC, was completely virtual. It was, it was COVIDed. Um, and you haven't been to anyone, any of them before that? No. Nope, like, nope. Okay. So I've always been uh, watching from the TV. So we can't use your your so no. your, your expectations of this are just as as much as mine. Like whatever happens, happens. It'll be right. interesting. Gosh, I'm hoping to go. Well, you're gonna go. I mean, go. I mean, we won't have a pandemic. It's not a guarantee. So why why wouldn't it be? A, you're not gonna go. Like you won't be able to get well, in. I, I want to go as like a delegate. Like I want to be someone that's actually doing stuff at the convention, and that's not guaranteed. Oh, okay. So what do you got to do? What do we got to do? You have to be to- like. There's a whole system of of delegates that are uh, elected by the state party, and there's a whole system. Okay, so in that regards, I mean, you're in La Crosse County, right? Very important. I feel like it's an important Democratic stronghold. Like in terms of we the we third. gave the third largest allotment of votes to Protosewich in the entire state by county. I was very excited by that number. But there was Dane County and then Milwaukee County and then there was us. Okay, and um, I was very excited. That very that. bluntly, are, 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 did you get did you get uh, negative impact from Derek Van Orden in terms of that you're the Democratic Party chair here, right. Derek Van Orden winning? Does that hurt you in terms of being able to go to the camp convention maybe next year? Oh, no. No? No. Okay, because the, 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 the national DNC did not but help I, you. But I don't want to jinx it. I mean, you know, I don't want to, like... I know, I'm just like, don't talk about that, Rick. Um, yeah, so that, that'll that be cool. I mean, what and, and what kind of things do you think you would do as a delegate? Like, what, what does that mean? 
Well, you you kind of vote on the party platform. There there are a lot of things that happen away from the kind of uh, what's televised. There are meetings of all sorts of caucuses and groups. There are resolutions that get passed. They 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 vote on the platform for the party. Uh, so there's lots of important stuff that happens. Um, but heck, I would just like to be there for to see those speeches live. I mean, that would be amazing. Um, oh, getting back to the text line, we when we were talking about Senator yeah. Senator Baldwin running for re-election, uh, who would beat her? Um, Dan or no Tim floated Tim floated the idea for Scott Walker, which we kind of sure. talked about a little bit. We, and, I mean, he's already said no, really. Yeah. So the easiest thing to do is say no, and then say it's because the Senate's too boring, and then you said it out loud is uh, yeah. because you would lose. Because he would lose. He knows he would lose. <laughs> he would lose. Um, but Tim texted in. How about Sean Duffy, a former I think U.S. House rep here? I think from Tom Tiffany's district. Uh, a guy that yeah. you know, he's a he's been on MTV and other ta- television shows. I think so he works in DC now. I, I, he works in DC, so I don't know if he's a Wisconsin resident still. That's oh, always sure. a bit nebulous. Um, but he is super concerned. One, I'm not sure he would give up the money of being a like on air anchor person like he is. I don't to, know to if to he do is that. that now though. I think he just works but, at a but, think tank. But more importantly, I think um, I was looking over Sean Duffy's record, um, and I mean he is. A pretty conservative, like Trump style Republican. And that's just not the kind of Republican that's going to get elected in Wisconsin. Um, uh, so I, I think that. Wait, what? Ron Johnson just won. Well, but Ron Johnson was entrenched. Like, Ron Johnson had the benefit of incumbency. Sean Duffy does not. Okay. You think that was what would push Oh, it? absolutely. If it had been a, a race between an open seat that Ron Johnson had not held and Mandela Bar- Barnes would have won it. Well, I, the other idea I heard floated is Ron Johnson's going to run for this because <laughs> he just wants all. The he just public. wants. He just wants to be both. He'll do both jobs. Wouldn't sure, why be, not? Wouldn't it be great though in some world where Ron Johnson could run against Tammy Baldwin and we could just see, we could just see, we what just would find out for sure who would win. Like because that would be the, like would that not be the defining moment of whether or not Wisconsin is as a more of a red or more of a blue state if Ron Johnson and right. Tammy Baldwin ran against each other? Can we just do it? Like like, like just Ron resign. From the Senate right now, and then run for a re-election right. against Tammy Baldwin. Just to, I, I somehow feel that's not going to happen. As as much as as interesting as it might be, I don't think it's going to go. If Ron resigned, we'd have to have a special election for his seat. Yeah, but we'd probably appoint someone first, and then Evers would be that appointment. No, it's U.S. Senate. Evers. No, Biden. Would Biden do? That? No, no, Evers. Evers would appoint. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, I mean, only for a very small amount of time while a special election gets through. Do you think we would hold the special election till till no, next November and just run it that we're during the other U.S. Senate seat? I'm not sure of the because all of this is mandated by really specific laws about how much time passes, like how close you are to the next election and stuff like that. Republicans so. would really hate that because there's a presidential well, yeah. race on that ballot, right? Yeah, man, we talk about some useless stuff here, right? Like there's <laughs> no way. Around. Let's, but that would be that would be great if if Ron Johnson. I mean. And uh, you know, bias opinion. Do you think? Do you think Tammy Baldwin? So we said on the podcast Monday that a landslide in Wisconsin is like one a one percent win. Yeah. Now, do you think Tammy Baldwin would pull out a one percent win, or do you think it would be better if she went against Ron Johnson straight up? Oh no, it'd be three or four percent. You think so? Absolutely. Okay. All right, we're going to take uh, one more break. We'll be back. Our Twitter Taylor Swift. Wednesday is it Wednesday? Wednesday continues here in Lacrosse Talk PM. Is William Garcia's in studio? Is his daughter has somehow gotten Taylor Swift tickets? Yep. She, two? She get two tickets? She got two tickets. Is She's she taking New- her best friend. Is it in New York? Is she out in New York or where's it's the, in New York? Where's, where's yeah. the concert out there? Actually, I think it's in New Jersey. Okay. And, the concert. Uh, 
and did you as as a dad you go you know your father likes taylor swift did you, i don't know you, no no I'll, I'll let her go with her friend i think it's fine do I, you even like taylor swift though? no i actually really really like taylor swift but i don't think i need to uh, i feel if i went i would need to know how much the tickets cost and i don't want to know that <laughs> Yeah, well, then you would have to pay for them because uh, I think uh, daughter would would say, "I got it, Dad," but then Dad right, but then Dad have to actually that's pay. That's how things right. like that should work. Um, Tim texted in, so he he proposed to Sean Duffy as somebody to run against uh, Tammy Baldwin, but he also he also talked about recall versus impeach because I'm having a re- we were having a discussion about whether yeah, so there is some, and I I think what what the caller is referring to is yeah, uh, it's called also a. Um, a redress. Um, but, but yeah, it looks like there's another system whereby, um, you can like four crimes committed, you can remove someone without fully impeaching them. Mm-hmm. But that process actually requires two thirds in the assembly and they don't have that. Yeah. So there's two different things there, Tim. There's, there is a recall process. Yeah. There is so an impeachment. A, process. An impeachment is, I think at the moment, at least like theoretically possible, even though I don't think it's ever going to happen. Yeah. But the other one is apparently not possible because they don't have two-thirds in the assembly. And he also texted in, you're also a little biased. Yes, we, oh, yeah. we yeah. brought that up. I brought that up as I was I was, I, I was a floating my idea yeah. if Senator Johnson could beat yeah. Senator Baldwin and asking your opinion is foolish because we know it would be you would lose your position as party chair, right. I think, if you said Johnson <laughs> was going to win. Um, but uh, she would. Uh, Joe texted clear. in. He he said that I'm peddling racism because the two black, uh, two black representatives in Tennessee got expelled. The one white woman did, did not, not get expelled. Yeah. So and she literally said, and they charged her. They they charged her with the same thing. They yeah. tried to expel her, but they couldn't get the votes to expel her. They could only get the votes to expel. So um, I think it's really naive to not say that race played a factor in that. Yeah, there's uh and she literally said that. So it's not just me peddling the uh the racism. So but yeah, I, I wouldn't say peddling, but yeah, I'm I'm bringing it up. Um okay, last thing, we got 2 minutes before before we go. What didn't we talk about? Um oh, the the the, the proposal in Wisconsin. Sure. It, it, this this would get vetoed by Governor Evers, so it's another kind of moot it's point another, to talk it's, about. Yeah, it's it's totally pointless. It's dead on arrival. But but a week a, a month ago, we we proposed having a state gun. Uh, one of the one of the uh, reps in the area had proposed that as legislation. We need a state rifle. We should name oh, like, a rifle like a, like a special kind, like Colby cheese. Okay, is, that's was argued to be the state cheese at one right. point. So whatever I, the. I don't know. I, the Winchester. Well, and now and then at, right after that, we can we can have a state body protective armor. We yeah. can we can Kevlar is the official state like uh, uh, ammunition protection. To be fair, the state gun proposal was from a manufacturer up north that makes guns, makes, makes rifles. Sure. So and it was a rifle, not a gun. So it couldn't be like a handgun or a AK-47 or whatever, the AR-15. Um, but anyway, so now a month later, we have a proposal to essentially allow school districts, school boards to vote whether or not they can allow teachers to be armed. Right. Um, in the wake of the deadly school shooting in Nashville that killed a nine year old and three adults that killed three nine year olds and three adults, two Republican lawmakers are proposing to permit Wisconsin school officials to decide whether to em- whether to allow employees who are licensed gun owners to carry firearms on school grounds. Uh, Evers already pledged to, to veto it. The bill would create an exception to the state's law banning firearms in school grounds, and uh, if the person holds a concealed carry license, is employed by the school, and the school board has adopted a policy that allows employees who are licensed to possess firearms. So again, kind of goes back to the importance of your school boards if right. this, something like this would have passed. Right. 
So I, I think in, in our area, we don't need to worry about this, but there are definitely school boards that have been taken over by conservatives that might consider this absolutely horrendous idea. Um, there is law enforcement personnel train constantly, 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 constantly for situations like this. Teachers do not. Yeah, Even if they go through one little class, there's some that pretty, is not the same thing as training for this kind of situation. Um, there's some pretty good doc. Yeah. I don't know if you want to call it a documentary, but a, a story about what um, law enforcement does when mm-hmm. it comes to... I think you could just watch the, the last the Nashville school. You could watch yeah. that body cam video and watch... Those aren't those aren't what teachers are the the extensive training months and months and months of yeah. training to to go and like you know do the clear this and of course clear. I've I've had what's called Alice training which is the training that they give teachers in an active teacher in an active shooter situation and uh, that training was stand in front of the gun that was what I was trained to do as a teacher in Alice training mm-hmm. stand in front of the gun uh, so that you get hit first. And uh, maybe that will that extra few seconds will be enough time for law enforcement to get there. And the idea that if we armed people in schools, the kids would be safer. You can now just point to a bank in Louisiana, I believe, right. that was just a robbed. Bank in, uh, that, uh, uh, what I think six people lost, five people lost their life, and um, and they had armed guards on site. Didn't do anything. Yeah. So uh, it, may, it might it might be the guns. Well, yeah, I, I think know. so. Uh, all right. Anyway, that's William Garcia, the Cross County Democratic Party chair. If you want to listen, what did we talk about on Monday? Now I already forgot what our podcast was about. Uh, coming up is gender affirming care. Oh, gender affirming care. That that's going to be a very interesting podcast that'll come out Monday. And last Monday we kind of did an election recap. Yep. If you want to listen to that, uh, just search the Democratic Voice podcast wherever you do podcasts or wisdomnews.com slash podcast. Thanks everybody for listening.